everyone, this is Kayla, and we hope you enjoy your next episode of Battle Buddies. listening. Thank you for being here with us and sharing in our game <laughs> and experience. I am Logan. I'm your DM. I'm Kayla and I play Tilly the Tender. I'm Kelsey and I play Tully Petal Page Waywalk at the first. My name is Jono and I provide the Tavan Tillabosh experience. <laughs> Yeah, and what yes. an experience it is. Yep. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, last time... Oh, wait. We're supposed to go. And we are... The, the Triple, triple Threat! Yes, We're where really we peak. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you guys are very good. Um, so, last time... On the Triple Threat... The Triple Threat ventured into the... Um, underground city that's under New London. And uh, you guys were told to meet a hobgoblin there hobgoblin. named Torvin. Um, Torvin. You also have, since you guys are kind of playing both sides of the game, you also have a uh, contact from Thule's new uh, romantic Jim. interest. Uh, his name is Chavez. Chavez. <laughs> <laughs> really, she's dating the mob boss. Yeah, she's dating. <laughs> How uncomfortable. <laughs> she's dating a she's dating a businessman. And a very um, successful businessman. Yeah, he's good is. at what he does. My mother will be so proud. <laughs> um yeah. Successful, was proud. Successful gnomish businessman. Wow. Yeah. So um in this underground city, uh everything that she would normally have in a city you have here. Um, but the architecture is much different. Mm-hmm. Um, things are built um, mostly out of stone, for example. There's not a lot of plants down here, but there are glowing mushrooms. There's some lichen Ooh. on the rocks and stuff like that. Yeah, glowing mushrooms. That took you a second longer than I expected. It did. What do I got to roll? I'm just going to say that you gather a small bag of these uh, glowing mushrooms, so take five of them. If you talk to the locals, you know, it, it won't take very long, but uh, they give off a soft glow, but um, if you smash them, mm-hmm. they will give off light for a while, which makes them popular here because not everybody down here has dark vision. So some of that stuff is different. The other thing that is really different down here is the industry, like huge mining industry and it seems to be like business is booming and specifically what they're mining is those ley lines that you have specifically discovered so on that note all of your magical equipment has been um, equipped with a magical damper so that 
your equipment will behave as normal down here and not harm you or anyone else that you wouldn't want it to harm. Some of your stuff has been confiscated uh, because it was deemed too magical, not 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 the right kind, or you were just carrying around a broken wand on the surface that they really didn't feel comfortable you having down here. Poor Steve. <laughs> okay, we left... Um... It'll I be feel good. like we left something to entertain Steve. Did we not? No, he just got put in a locker. Because we didn't have a kid for him to entertain him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, he, you know, he gets a break, you know? He, he gets a break. He watches... Steve just gets overworked. He'll be fine. He'll be like those robots in iRobot that are just in the storage facility. Yeah, so Steve is a flesh yeah. golem, not a clay golem. He is, he is a flesh golem. Okay, when we were initially playing, I had thought he was a clay golem when we were fighting him. I think I had described the texture of his flesh as like coming oh. off in like clay, like, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other layer to flesh golem. Yeah. Steve needs to go out of the spa and get <laughs> some, himself on some mud pillows. <laughs> exactly, get some hydration in that skin. You know, <laughs> we're gonna. Kelsey and I made a uh, made a uh, flesh golem for Friendsgiving we a did. couple weeks ago. Yeah, we called the turducken. It's a big round. Those slurping sounds when deboning any poultry is nasty, and I'm used to dissecting stuff like. <laughs> so tasty. Okay, so lantern mushrooms. Yeah, basically, if you guys end up in a dark area, and I understand, I think gnomes have dark vision. I think the fear bulgs have at least. Some dark vision as well. Let me get my but phone. I do want to say, sometimes light can be helpful even for the people who have dark vision. Oh, yeah. Because you can't see in color. It's something that I've recently, like, been working on. Because you guys are obviously going to be in the caverns for a while, like, down underground. So it's important, like, I will be playing by the hard rule. Like, so if you guys are trying to solve a puzzle that requires color, if you're trying to recognize somebody by what they're wearing... If you're looking for something specific, like everything is going to be in grayscale for you guys. And Tavin, you don't see That's right. in the dark at all. And so. even though I'm a half-elf, I gave up that dark vision to get the extra feet. I right. Think. So there was one other thing I wanted to say about this uh, city that you are in. So not only like architecture and industry kind of stick out to you guys. That's very alien, very different. But But the last thing, and probably the biggest difference is the diversity of the peoples down here. And whereas you were always told that, like, goblins are not ever going to work with people, goblins work with people down here, right? Yeah. So you have, like, the dwarves and the gnomes and the goblins working down here. Sometimes there's tension. So it's not like a perfect, like, utopia down here. There's still that tension. Orcs, um, the bigger races. So you got the orcs, you got the fear bulgs down here. You've got um, Dragonborn down here. They're still going to kind of be the bosses over the smaller races like like the goblins. Mm -hmm. But in general, it seems that there's a single-mindedness that even though these races have their differences and sometimes there are those tensions, there's something uniting them for now to this single purpose. So that's kind of the vibe that you guys get down here. But anything that you guys need, uh, you guys need a merchant, a blacksmith, I know um, a, guy. a place to stay. Well, you know a guy. I know a guy. Absolutely. You know a guy um, who will put you up. But I'm just saying, uh, even if you didn't know that guy, like regular city stuff is here. Oh, so I think where we left off is you guys had just met Torvin. 
Yeah, we met, we asked, Beretta asked us to meet Torvin, and we just met at Rat in the Pot. We went to Rat in the Pot. And then we can get down, but not up. So we're at Rat in the Pot and right. met Torvin, barely. Right. And just as a review, in case the listeners need it, um, they can use the magic chalk to get down, but unless there's somebody on the surface who knows where they're trying to get through, you know, on the surface place corresponding to that underground place, you know, that surface person can draw the underground chalk magic stuff. But the chalk doesn't work both ways. Chalk gets you down, but it's a one-way ticket. So if you want to get back up, you've got to have somebody on the surface, or you've got to just climb through caves to get back up. Okay? So, Torvin is going to go ahead and uh, buy you guys all drinks, buy you guys all a meal. You're at this rat-in-the-pot place. It's your typical, like, tavern inn setup. And you guys are all going to sit down and what's up? Julia's drunk. <laughs> yeah, how about you all make constitution rolls? Follow suit, guys. Man, that's like my strong suit, too, is constitution. Is it a check or a saving throw? I got it. I got it. Saving throw? Oh, that's I got, good. I got a 19. I got a 7. I, okay. uh, I added it. Very good. And you got what? Oh, unnatural 20. If I Okay, unnatural 20. So, Fear Bulb is okay. Gnome is drunk. That kind of makes sense own. so far. Tavin. What does a 6 get me? <laughs> yeah. Tavin and Tulia going, Sodagakade! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so See, Tavin's singing in Draconic. So, Torvin, let me try to do my Torvin voice. <clears throat> Listeners, I actually sang metal tonight to try to get ready for my Torvin voice. Ooh. So. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Torvin voice. <laughs> so, Bereda has sent you to me. Oh. Yep. I'm sorry, could you say it again? Bereda has sent you to me. Oh. Ah. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Beretta sent us to you. <laughs> yes. I need help. What do you need help with? Do you all know what a kobold is? Oh, um... Oh, they speak draconic. <laughs> yes. That's all I know. Well... And they're small. Are there mermaids? I'll fill you in. We have an alliance here. I'm assuming Beretta said a little about that. Nope. Uh, just nope. a little. I don't remember her saying that. There is a force <laughs> invading from even deeper underground. So, for now, us underground races have decided to unite together to face this force. Okay. Together we're stronger. It's a very big threat. The Kabolds have not yet joined us. Mm. So they're causing problems. Because as we tunnel deeper, the Kabolds are either in our way or they're skirmishing against our forces. I would like to have them with us. Mm. But they will not trust me or my men. So what's this force? Ooh, what's, what are the things that are coming deeper underground? Right. I think so, so at this point, like he is actually going to get kind of quiet. He's going to get like that thousand yard stare, kind of like what a veteran would have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I didn't even really describe Torvin yet. So let me like chief up here. 
Yeah, so, so Torvin's a hobgoblin, so absolutely. He does have like the underbite and he does have fangs that stick outside of his lips. Um, he's very hairy. Um, he, he's kind of covered in like blonde hair, um, but it's all over his body, it's very thick. He's very muscular. Kayla's making faces at me, <laughs> trying to figure out which way this guy's jaw is. Um, he doesn't have any weapons with him right now that you can see. But you can tell that he's just battled hard. Like, that he's seen battle. So, um, he will tell you... We don't know what they call themselves. But, they are like... Fishmen. Hmm. They're... They're slimy. And they're scaly, but not like dragon scales, like fish scales. And they have fins and horns and claws and spines. And they, and they're led by a cephalopod man. Ew! Oh. Gross. You had to go with octopi. That's nasty. It is very gross. They're, they're wet all the time, they're slimy, they they are very intelligent, very strong, and very dangerous. What oh, are kobolds and octopi men like? Well, kobolds aren't with them. They're also not with us yet. Right, but what do they like? What do kobolds like? Yeah. Kobolds like treasure. Okay. Oh, so do I. They like fighting. Oh, I like that too. And they like uh, uh, crafting. Kobolds are actually very good at coming up with tactics and strategies. And I wonder if we could do like a crafting seminar with them to make them. Not, not that kind of crafting. <laughs> <laughs> like, they like. So he's like, and this is how you make necrodings. We'll, we'll have a DIY night with them. Please. Can't take your chalkboard paint. That oh, should be a short episode. <laughs> no, I meant like I meant like crafting weapons and armor. We could still do Ooh. a DIY armor building. They would they would be a huge asset to the alliance. Yeah. So at this point in your conversation, um, somebody else is going to overhear this, and um, and a goblin is just going to like he's not at your table, but he's kind of like at a table that's beside your table mm -hmm. and he's just gonna smash his hands on the table and just be like we don't need no filthy kobolds with us who are you my name's sneebly wow, i feel like i've heard that name before <laughs> <laughs> hi sneebly my name is Tully pedal page way walk it the first. And By he, the way, she's he's speaking gonna like, slowly. He's gonna like finish because she can't speak really well. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. Yeah, that makes it. He's gonna finish the alcohol that he is drinking, and then come over to your table and point his like finger right at the hobgoblin and be like, "I don't, I don't want to hear about how we need those filthy kobolds on our side." Tuli grabs his finger while she tries to. <laughs> oh. She's like, eh, eh, and, and he's drunk too, so eh, he's not staying still. Eh, so like, as you're, 
like waving around trying to grab his finger. He's also like waving around, not trying to dodge you, but just pointing drunkenly. Listen. It's okay. Listen, Sneevely. 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 You sneeze a lot, Sneevely. No. Sneevely. I'm just, I'm just so tired of hearing this guy talk about how we need filthy kobolds in the alliance. Okay, but before all of this, what are you fighting for before I even get involved? Because you're obviously fighting something right. and something is fighting you. Right, so what Torvin, the hobgoblin, not the, not the little goblin, but the hobgoblin, big muscular guy that you've had this meeting with, what he's going to explain is his goal with the Alliance and those who are with him, they want to fight this force underground before it gets to the surface. Because they're, they're aware that like the surface doesn't know about all the kinds of magic. They're aware that like the surface doesn't even understand like ley lines or all these other races. Like, and you guys are even seeing new races, right? Like the hippopotamus people. They're afraid that the like if they ever let this force get to the surface, that it would just kind of like plow through cities. Like it's too much for the surface to handle. Okay. So so, so that's about so the Beretta who Beretta sent us to meet. Corbin. Yeah. Corbin. He's on Beretta's side. He's on Beretta's side. So Absolutely. He doesn't want the magic. It's like. He just doesn't want this fish force, mm-hmm. which that's canon. The fish, fish force. force. He doesn't want the fish force uh, getting to the surface. So they've made this alliance because, like, goblins alone would not have stood against them. Orcs alone would not have stood against them. Hobgoblins alone would not have stood against them. Dragonborn alone, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But together, like, the Fearbulgs, the, the Hippopotamus people... The, you know, all these races that you've seen working together, even some gnomes, the dwarves, right? They are focused on this goal of protecting the surface from this invasion, but they want the kobolds on their side. Obviously, not everybody wants the kobolds on their side. Steve-ly, um kind of not seems to be representing another thing. And yeah, so, um, like, I'm going to go ahead and say, because I don't want to have to roleplay, like, two NPCs at the same time, like, like, Torvin is going to be able to, like, calm Steve Lee down and, like, send him off. Like, he buys him another drink or something, like, sends him off to away from your guys' How table. How tall is Steve Lee? He's goblin size, so, like, probably three, three and a half He's feet. He's going to be Oh, he'll be okay. Goblins drink a lot. And they drink, they drink orc drink, which is, like, grog, which is, like, 100 proof. It's like, Oof. anyway, so Torvin's going to explain to you that goblins and kobolds kind of have this, like, enmity against each other, right? Because they're both kind of the same. Like, goblins like to make things. Kobolds like to make things. They're both, like, smaller races. They both get told what to do a lot, mm-hmm. right? They, so they kind of occupy the same space in this force. And and before the alliance was a thing, goblins and kobolds clashed a lot because they're both always tunneling. Mm-hmm. They're both always digging. They're both always creating. They're both always fighting for resources, right? So underground, like, kobolds and goblins are not friends. And they're both just kind of, like... Uh, not happy. So goblins signed on to the alliance, like, first thing. But for some reason, the kobolds haven't come. And now the goblins are a part of this. This is just a little bit of politics here. Mm-hmm. Like, the goblins who are part of the alliance are like, well, no, we're here. You don't need them. Yeah. But there's, like, a lot of the bigger races, again, like the orcs, the dragonborn, and obviously, like, Torvin, who's somewhat of a leader down here. You know, he's, like, saying, no, we needed all the help we can get. 
And plus, it's just a problem. Like, if we send a scouting force down to, like, go look for the fish people, we don't need them having to deal with kobolds as well. You know, they're yeah, getting yeah. attacked on two fronts right now. They don't need that. Yeah, you need fewer enemies. But again, the problem is, is like if Torvin sent any representatives from the Alliance, they're not going to listen. So what they were hoping was, you guys are going to kind of be a mediator. He wants you guys to find the kobolds, see if you can talk to them, find out who's leading them, mm-hmm. get them, you know, try to convince them to join. But he is going to say, if... If worse comes to worst, I understand that fighting might be necessary. And we will need to wipe out this contingent of kobolds that's in our way if we're going to continue our campaign against the fish people. Oh, so you're going, you're going to the fish force. We're trying. Strike hard. Strike first, strike fast. Before they continue to gather strength, we don't even know where they're coming from yet. Have you tried negotiation? They don't speak any language, and they attack first. They did attack. How did they attack? By killing people with weapons. Well, like, did they just show up and kill a bunch of women and children and sweet farming husbands or farming women or farming children's child slavery or was it like like you know hey look at this beefcake i'm gonna kill him um because he's scary so essentially like this all these underground peoples used to live even further underground they've been chased out of their homes by these fish people so the fish people are uh, uh, like occupying a space that even deeper like these people used to be in and that's again the worry is is that they're just pushing up and up and up if they get to the surface they'll just pour out gotcha gotcha Make the fish force yeah. Yeah, or I have an idea yeah and he's he's telling the truth they don't speak a tongue that Anybody down here has been able to communicate with them. But you speak um, Draconic. Well, yeah, but there's also lots of people down here that speak Draconic. Like Dragonborns. Oh. Kobolds. Kobolds, yeah. Alright. So. Uh, I wonder if they get aggressive, if we should have me duel on a match one-on-one. Sorry, I said if they won't talk... I wonder if the we should have me do like a match like one on one or where we can like like swap in and out and like tag or something like that. Like when we got jumped into the game. Yeah. You guys yeah. got jumped into a game? Oh oh was oh. this in character? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well that was oh you know. No, I don't part, know. Part of research. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. We're not in a game. to get jump into the game too if you guys got but I mean that's cool I guess I guess you guys just had a cool bonding friendship moment without me and that's that's fine that's cool I'm okay with it, it totally wasn't... it's not oh. a big deal I'll go to sleep and oh. not cry no but you know but... Totally. it was it was a weird experience but you know truly we got to fight lots of more exciting things than gangs together we did that's true like 
we fought against Sue's um, ingrained bad behaviors together. We did. We fought his bad habits. And we stopped a band from destroying people's lives. The real enemy was inside us all along. Yeah, and we fought um fa- fantastic man, fan Felicio, right? Oh um, yes. Magneto. Mag. Mag- Magnifico. Magnifico. Magnificent. Ma- the real enemies were the friends we made along the way. Yeah. The real enemies is that man's name. Who named him? So. <laughs> You don't know where these things came from, but they came from under, under, underground. Under, under, under London. Under, under. It's like they just appeared one day. Yeah. So what would you suggest to we should have to protect ourselves if they get feisty? The cobalt? So cobalt themselves are not like super strong, right? right? It's just that they're in great numbers and they work together very well and they're very crafty so he will warn you like as you guys go down there watch for traps like seriously watch for traps be careful not to be like outflanked because they are tacticians like they understand they're not small creatures that don't understand that they're not small they're small creatures that understand that they're small and so they've learned how to fight bigger races so, so like, do not, do not, like, see a group of kobolds and think, that's the other thing. He's going to warn you, like, if you see, if you see a few kobolds, there's more around. There, I still right. vote we do DIY with Tilly. So for every kobold you see, there's five you don't? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not convinced that you're not going to, that you're just going to be able to, like, walk in and negotiate, like... It's not going to break anybody's heart if you have to fight some kobolds along the way. You might have to show that you're strong. They do respect strength. Mm-hmm. They definitely respect strength. That's like part of kobold hierarchy. So like stronger kobolds are normally leaders, right? Um, kobolds who develop breath weapons are leaders. Kobolds who might sprout wings are leaders, right? But um, so, so yeah, uh, a show of force might be necessary to be able to get negotiations even on the table, but he knows for sure that as long as it's any, like, goblins, they're just gonna shoot them. As long as it's orcs, they're just gonna attack them, you know? And, and so he's hoping that with a different sort of representative group. With so, some smooth skins. Right. And everyone else is okay with us smacking some kobold skulls. If what? I mean, they understand that it might be like a necessity, right? So, looking um, really quick, what uh, do kobolds like? I got crafting and fighting down. They Is like that... DIY. <laughs> yes. DIY. Yeah, like, I, I think what I just said is, like, probably a third thing to that list. So, so besides fighting and besides, like, crafting new weapons and besides, like, strategy and stuff, they appreciate a show of strength. Okay. So they might not even, like, respect you guys, or anyone, who tries to, like, not fight, right? That's just not... They do have, like, a strong sense of family. That's why kobolds, you know, stick together. Yeah, so those are the those are the sorts of things they respect. Okay, I have a question. 
What's up? Can we go shopping in the market? Yeah, absolutely. You guys have, you guys still have gold? Cave shopping. Cave so. shopper. So, um, so yeah. Oh, I have a question too. And in fact, Torvin's gonna go ahead and say like, I, I know that it can be hard to keep track of time down here because you don't have the sun and the, the moon and the stars that you guys use on the surface. So be sure that you get your, like just trust your body down here. And yeah. when you need rest, rest. And, and when you feel able, like, go for it. But do not make the mistake of, like, getting off your internal time clock. Staying up forever and ever. Right. Yeah, got it. My question is, if I give you X amount of gold, can I pull something rando from the chest? <laughs> it, or or like, you can just ask me for something specific. Well, Tilly's like, what, 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 what? Because <laughs> well, that's a gamble. Like, I want a gamble say, right now. If I say, if I say, give me ten gold pieces and I'll, I'll open up the right chest now. for you. I'm doing it. Right, but you might end up with like. I don't know what I want. I can already hit and step. I already can hit things really hard. Well, why don't you guys confer? I yeah. have a 50% so, health potion and right. a file of fog. Oh. Uh, so, potion of fog. Potion yeah, of so fog. that's good. I think, what time of, well, I guess, what time of day is it, DM? In I the am. underground. It's cave time. I, it's but cave you, time. You, you what guys time feel do we okay. go in? Um, I have under. a scroll of thunder wave, too. So, so you feel like the meal that, that uh, Torvin just bought you, mm -hmm. it feels like a late lunch. Okay. But it's not quite nighttime yet. Yeah. Because... Oh. So something I have that we may want more of if we can get them is a scroll of comprehend language. I actually have comprehend language as awesome. a spell. That'll I'm be good. preparing it for the day, so Logan, I was also gonna ask you. I'm gonna write yes. at least a couple key ones. I have some that I always prepare, and I'm I not gonna write those, so like my illusion spells always are prepared. Just assume that. But um I right. unless I tell you otherwise, but also I'm curious or my inspiration is Tilly walking around as a fear bulb down here or are you still trying to disguise yourself? I don't really want to disguise myself in yeah. down here because Down here I will girl. say you me, have me, me. you have plenty of space. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't check it until you've used it. Oh no, yeah, I, I see you have uh, scroll of thunder. I still want to do the gambling thing. Just that's fine. Give me ten gold, and I'll let you pick something out of the chest. Yes. That's not going to happen every time, but yes. if you guys are in the city, if anybody wants to give me ten gold, you can cross off ten gold and open up a chest. Go to a gambling gambling hall. Yeah. Uh, thrift shopping. Thrift shopping. I'm gonna pop some tags. I got enough I got gold to do that. Alright, let's go. Okay. Yeah, I got enough gold for that. Come on, to mama. Last time I got a longbow. Right. Alright, this time which, I got... Which you think? Like, you might want to hold on to. You never know when you might need to I got something it. just for Tooley! What'd you get? I got an alchemist set. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. There, you guys do have an alchemist set in your inventory now? That might be helpful with all these mushrooms around. Oh! I want a first fox skin. I dig it. I'm searching through that luggage. One What'd you get? Child, I got a, a potion of the hunt. Ooh! Yes. So how much gold do I Sounds have? Sounds very Magnus Archives. Um, yeah. So randomly draw. So since you guys are getting these, Wait, I guess from like the gambling hall or whatever. Yeah. So write down potion of the hunt. I will. I will identify this for you. When you drink it mm -hmm. for the duration of a, a battle, you will be able to mark targets like a ranger does and deal an extra d6 of damage to those targets that you. 
Okay, so it's like uh, Hunter's, Hunter's Mark, Mark, I think that's yeah. called. That's what it is. Okay. You, you basically, when you drink this potion, you get one battle juice of Hunter's Mark. That's cool. Pretty Dope. powerful potion. That is a good find. So when Tully, when Tully gets her alchemist set, she's going to be like, Look, Tully, look what I found for you! Yeah. <laughs> so, I won this at the gate corner. I won this at the gate corner. Cool. Um, anything else specifically that you guys want? Are you guys good with your gear? I'm just looking to see gear? if there's any other type of... Where do I look to see if there's any type of items that I want to buy? Well, maybe just think about, like, like no potions. Food. Potions, for example. Potions are like 50 gold pieces. So if you want a couple like of the regular D&D health potions, I can hook I you up with those. I got one of those half potions. Right, and that one's actually better than the regular ones anyway. They are. So. Uh, I did want to ask, you had mentioned something last time about like normal weapons being valuable down here. Like I could trade my longbow in and they might pay more for it or? I think all I'd said was like, you can keep it or you can trade it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I said anything about like any particular value. All right, so anybody need to buy oh. anything before we leave? So, Tuli, mm. where, how do you think I might find a magic rock person? Yeah, not a person. I had the magic. No, rock. not a person made of magic rocks. No, I have the CW stone. No, I you, have magic rocks. You do have the CW stone. Ooh. I so. want another magic rock. I have two of them in Kendrick. Oh, I see. I want some more magic rocks. Hmm. Like like a magic geographer. What would you want it to do? Ah, uh, oh, I don't know. You don't know? Magic can do anything. I wonder if it? it could find us a way through. Or a magic that. flash or a magic light. Mm. Oh, I'll have light in the tunnels because Kendrick can be on fire. Sometimes people find that intimidating, though. Totally intimidating. I'm gonna go to bed, guys, and prepare some spells for tomorrow. Excellent. So, definitely, if you want to talk to a person about Magic Rocks, Kevin, mm-hmm. yes. um, you will find that in the marketplace there are magical items for sale. Nothing really sticks out um, to you as being like exactly what you're looking for. No, like magic emeralds or anything. No chaos emeralds. No, not not like what you're used to seeing, and not like what Nicholas gave you. But I would say that you're definitely like you're in the right world now to be able to find these sorts of things and to discuss this with someone. Mm-hmm. You just maybe you just don't have um, enough time in this one day to to get there. Okay. And Tilly rolled to see if she finds anything that she really, really wants, and the DM tells her what she wants. <laughs> you tell me what skill you want to use. Tilly goes window shopping. Oh boy. I'm gonna say history to see if I see anything that I learned in my classes that okay. might be helpful. Right. You're trying to remember your classes and trying to remember, okay, when we prep to go into caves. I have a negative one modifier. <laughs> Go for it. Roll. I don't care. Roll. All right. Let the dice decide. Oh, I got yeah. a three. I so told you that dice is hot as hell, man. There's no in between. You really enjoy walking along here, and there is something very freeing about like not having to hide who you are. So I think that the feeling here is just like all of you. You're excited down here. There's just sort of this like positive excitement and it is really 
encouraging and cool to see everybody working together. And I'm just going to say that you're probably just more distracted by like all the different kinds of people that you're seeing and all their different activities that you don't really see anything that you're like, oh my gosh, I need that, right? So Tilly was looking to find something to buy, but she ended up finding herself. Oh, yeah. put on. are there other humans and elves and pink skin races mm-hmm. down here? Not a lot of elves. Oh, any But there are some humans. Hmm. And I suppose if you look for them, you can definitely tell the half-elves from, from the humans. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of elves. Elves, but- um... In general, and you would know this, mm-hmm. elves in general will try their best not to be underground at any given time. Yeah. Not even dark elves? I said Drow. in general. Ah. But so we're not... Um, the kinds of elves that you guys are used to dealing with. Yeah. But so we're not going to get weird looks just for being, like, nah, pale nah. skins. Like, there are, on the surface, the ratio was just, like, there was definitely, like, a majority of, like... Humans and halflings. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, there's elf societies up there that are, like, all elves. And so, of course, you know, like, that's that's your surface majority. But it's not that you never saw a dwarf. And it's not yes. that you never saw, like, a gnome. But down here, things are just more equal. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're almost just as likely to run into a half-elf as you are a dragonborn. Okay. Um, and like I said, there are these, like bipedal like hippopotamus looking people there are these bipedal some people potamuses people potamuses there are bird people yeah so so like those beast races that you're used to seeing in the book yeah um but even some that you're not used to seeing in the book like there's alligator like bipedal alligator people down here and they look tough they're not like the dragonborn and they're not like lizard folk they're like alligator people Mm -hmm. they got these big long stout jaws and they got like tough skin and uh they're normally like uh you know just seen uh looking tough around street corners and stuff like that maybe being like bouncers for clubs and stuff so yeah yeah, it's 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 diverse to like an equal measure down here that's that's all okay but you guys aren't gonna Stick out. And you're not sticking out down here. This is the first place where you're not sticking out. So. Mm-hmm. Question. Has Tilly been hit on yet? He says mm-hmm. hers other fill It's on. true. She roll, is a boy. Roll perception. Per, roll perception. Has Tully been hit on? No. <laughs> no, no. Tully's hitting the book. She's like trying to memorize her spell. Nailed. She's I like got, trying to prepare. She went straight to the hotel room and was like, crap, I gotta, I I gotta, gotta change one. it up. Okay. So... What I'm going to say is, yes, definitely some Fearbold dudes have checked you out. You don't notice. (laughs) You're like girl six senses off right now because this whole place is just so new and magical. Magical. Magic. So no, Tilly wouldn't know flirting if it hit her in the face right now. Unfortunately, neither does Tilly. All right. So because flirting always hits Thule in the face. <laughs> so players, are you guys? Um, Let's get the show on the road. Yeah, I think we yep. go back. Are we resting? Yeah. We go to bed. And then go. Wait. So so, yeah. so everybody has inspiration. Everybody has full HP. Okay. Everybody, um, like like I'm gonna assume that you you're preparing your mm-hmm. you know your spells this evening, um, whatever sort of special things. Um, oh, stuff. So, as you guys kind of drift off to sleep, I, I am curious. 
when you guys choose to get a hotel, do you guys kind of like room together in like one bigger room or do you guys get separate rooms? I mean, I probably would try to room with Tuli if she'll let me. Okay, so like girls together and Tavin, you're on your own? That's what we've done in the past, I okay. think. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, um... I think... Yeah. Okay, so... As you drift off to sleep, Tavin... Ooh. <laughs> I love the dream sequences. <laughs> you... You are brought back to, and maybe it's just this excitement, like you know what's coming, and you're just thinking about the first time that your grandfather, or your uncle, sorry. You're thinking about the first time your uncle ever took you out on the hunt. Oh. What are you hunting? Oh, well, I think we're hunting probably smaller game then. Right. Well... Well, no, I guess you set traps for smaller game back then. They didn't have like shotguns, so like maybe deer. Okay. So, so you're you're hunting a deer. I know that we've talked about before how like Tavin hunted with his greatsword. Yeah. Right? So, but at this point, Kendrick hasn't been given to you. Right. So, so what weapon has your uncle given you to do this first hunt with? It's an interesting question because I think Tavin knows how to use a bow because you're, you're a fighter. He has one. He has, he knows how to use everything. Um, so I think this time, if this is his first time, he's just using a bow. Okay. He hasn't figured out that he prefers just rushing down his prey. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have a outspeeding them. So you have this. Um, so you have this short bow, mm-hmm. and you're out in the woods with Uncle Luane, and you need to roll a self check. Okay. That's a twelve. Okay, so um, it takes some time, mm-hmm. but you're remembering that one of the most important things that your uncle ever told you about battle is patience. So, so even though there's a time to like rush in and there's a time to press the attack, there's also a time to wait. And so you wait, and you wait, very quiet, wait some more, wait some more. Finally, there's a buck in front of you. What do you do? Is my is my uncle there? Yeah, your uncle's with you. I think I think I look at him kind of questioningly, like he's like gonna now? he's gonna nod. He nods. Yeah. And Tavin pulls back the bow and okay. goes for it. So make an attack roll, and I know that bows in D and D are dex based, mm-hmm. but Tavin doesn't know that, because Tavin doesn't know he's in a game. And so you can roll strength or dex, because in reality, bows, you have to be strong to use a bow. Like, there's no way that bows are, like, dependent on dex. I will let you you choose what young Tavin, is he going to try to do this with dexterity and try to get a good shot, or is he just going to use his raw power to really get a powerful shot? I think I think he uses strength, and I think yeah. that that's because he's an inexperienced marksman. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah. And so you're gonna roll with strength. Strength proficiency, or no? Um. Well, I just said he's inexperienced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Uh. Okay. Inexper- that's a three plus three, so that's a six. Okay. Your shot is off. So what ends up happening is is you wound this deer. Oh. But you haven't, Aww. but you haven't killed this oh, deer. Oh, that's the worst. But it's okay because Uncle Wayne 
is very quick and he's already like drawn after your shot and as soon as like you see that you've hurt and it wants to kind of bolt from you like animals do he's gonna just bam and it's gonna take a couple steps and just fall yeah there's gonna be this lesson while you guys like dress this kill of we're respectful of all life even even this deer um and we're thankful because it has a purpose in like feeding us and that's why you have to keep trying you have to keep trying because you don't like one day i'm not going to be here to like yeah. finish this off for you and that thing would have run away and gotten away from you you would have never found it and that's not what we do so it's a little bit of like a hard lesson for tavin well yeah it's a it's a very hard lesson. I think this is the first time he's gone hunting mm-hmm. and he's seen dressed animals before, but I think this is the first time he's killed something. So I think there's honor in killing and there's a right way to do this and there's yeah. a wrong way to do this. Yeah, and I think he it, it was the nervousness that probably got him and he feels awful. Yeah. Like I don't think he, I don't think he sleeps that night. And so as this is like these are the thoughts that are kind of like yeah. in your head as you're drifting away to sleep and so how are you going to apply that lesson to this and you don't necessarily even have to give an answer but what is Tavin like as you go to face this new threat you know these kobolds and these fish force <laughs> I really like that you know how is how is this how is this lesson that your uncle taught you going to apply so mm. Hilly as you fall asleep tonight, your thoughts are also brought back to your childhood. You remember very oftentimes your father and everyone else in the village that you're with taught you that <laughs> fighting was like the first way to go. Like we fight first, we ask questions later. And it didn't happen very often because your village lived very remotely up on a mountain where nobody bothered you. But occasionally, there were times where large animals, a pack of wolves, something like that would find its way into the village. And the stronger of you would be called upon to, you know, defend the weaker ones, the young ones, from, you know, this sort of threat. So you find yourself as a young Pyrbolg who maybe hasn't even learned how to rage yet. And you are fighting the, the biggest bear that you've ever seen. So I need you to roll me strength check. Oh, that's not good. I got a 19. You are empowered by the fact that you know if you don't stand up for those weaker than you, this bear is going to get into the village and and hurt others. So this, you know, this bear has come at you and you don't even have any weapons with you, but you just like go at it, like paw to hand, you know, paw to hand with this bear and you're like wrestling it. It's up on its hind legs. You're wrestling it and you throw it down to the ground. What do you do? I survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you are surviving. What do you, what do you do? What do you do to the bear? Uh, I... Tell it to get out of here. Okay. So this is your first time ever trying to speak with animals. Mm -hmm. And you feel this power 
kind of come to you, and all of a sudden, you get the feeling that, like, you're not just trying to, like, say, get out of here, but the bear is actually understanding what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It kind of, like, looks at you, and then it's like, you can talk to me? And this really shocks you, because a bear has just said, you can talk to me, and you understood what it was saying in your head. Mm -hmm. Now, what what do you say back? Yes, I can talk to you. What are you doing in my village? Well, I'm just looking for food. Well, there's a little pond over five miles from here that you can get food from. I don't want to kill you. You could. Honey, I just threw you down. Yeah, well, an intimidation check. A natural 20. So the bear is going to reconsider its position in life and say, okay, maybe you could. So, thank you for sparing my life. I will go which way? To the north. Okay, so this bear is going to, like, follow your command and go north and say, I appreciate your kindness. I will try to repay this someday. And of course, eventually, like, I think because of this experience... That's why I have the bear totem. Yeah! (laughs) Because of this experience, like, when it comes time for you to actually, like, choose your route as a barbarian, there's just something about the bear totem, that that spirit animal that you have. So yeah, this is maybe, like, your first time interacting with that sort of thing in, in nature. And so, again, same with Tavin. You don't have to give me an answer. You don't have to give listeners an answer but as you're falling asleep and you know that this is probably the biggest mission that you've faced so far this is bigger than a bear this is bigger than the wavern this is even bigger than fighting undead like this is a big deal because so much is depending on you and just like you were the front line for your village you're now the front line but like for the whole world that's heavy (laughs) so Think about how that's going to. Can I meditate on my bear totem before I go to sleep? Oh, you definitely, you're, you're definitely like, as the <laughs> as the bear totem barbarian, you're definitely like always one with that spirit. You're always like communing with that. So, and now we come to Julie. Nope. So, Julie, you didn't have such a violent upbringing. <laughs> she super didn't. <laughs> you weren't super interested in like, fighting or things like that but inevitably even if you're not the kind of person who looks for conflict conflict finds you yeah (laughs) things were not always great for you as a kid right and um there was a group of people who were just bigger and meaner than you when you were younger and uh they would pick on you right yeah that makes sense and so it's just another one of these days in your young life, mm. and you've got your scrolls, and you've got your pens, and yep. you've got your books, and you've got, got all maps. your instruments, and you've got your maps, and you're all like, you know, this uh, nerdy, you know, sort of gnome kid. This mean halfling is going to push the books and papers that you're carrying out of your hand and be like, what is this? How is this ever going to be useful? When I'm your boss someday, you'll know. Right. Because that's going to happen. 
You're such a nerd, Tooley. He's gonna push you. Um, okay. Yeah, Tooley actually takes it. Okay. She, uh, she knows she's not strong and she's smart about it. Well, she's not good at convincing people, uh, that, you know, to leave her alone. She does, she's been bullied enough to know, like, if you don't show that you're bothered by it. Um, right. so she does put on a face. Right. And she does, um, you know, sass him back, because if you dish it back a little bit and just kind of hold your ground and hopefully you won't get beat up too bad. So I just want you to roll for this and see how well this goes. Okay. This time. What am I rolling? Um, well, I, I would say for the face, you could roll like a deception check for that. And I do constitution. Uh, uh, like... I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with you kind of like working just your willpower into this, yeah. 15. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you put on this tough face and even though he's pushed you to the ground and he is a little bit bigger than you, you get right back up, you kind of brush yourself off. It doesn't look like it bothered you at all. Right. And you're just going to be like, I just don't, I just don't get you, Thule. Like, you're not brave at all. You, you wouldn't fight me. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't. <sighs> Why waste my time? And and there and he's gonna make some like snide comment to his cronies and be like, I guess I guess gnomes will just always be weak and small and stupid. Ooh. What race is he? He's a halfling. He's yeah. just a little bit bigger than me. He's <laughs> only like a couple inches. I guess halflings will always have hairy feet and be ugly. So I mean. I could be beautiful and smart or ugly and stupid. I take beautiful and smart any day. And Tuli books it. Like, she's just okay. like, bye! So, so roll me athletics. That's definitely athletics. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> 10. Straight, okay. up, oh, straight up 10. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll contest this. Okay, so he starts to run after you and be like, get back here. You don't talk about me like that. But he's going to trip over his own feet. <laughs> And um, people are gonna kind of like laugh at him and be like, shut up! And like, maybe you got out of this one kind of on top this time. Like, you're good. Who you are does earn you some respect. And you have found that you've been able to resolve like most of these conflicts, even if they come find you and they're obviously looking for violence. You're, you've been able to find other ways around this a lot of times and even find support from other people over time. So that's kind of what's on your mind as you are now again, facing this challenge that's going to be bigger than anything you've ever done before. Tuli definitely understands the importance of this. She understands that she was chosen for this specifically. And so you're thinking about your skills and who you are and how you're going to use that. I think Tuli is trying to think of, well, how can she not get hit in an impossible all-out war? Right. Um, so that's definitely the first thing on her mind. And I would say she's not even probably even asleep. She's just kind of thinking back to her childhood while she's preparing her spells. And so she's looking through her spell book and going like, oh, okay, like mirror image. I can make copies of myself and they'll hit the copies and not me and I'll cast this instead. So she's trying to yeah. think about like, how can I get out of a race that is good at fighting other races? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Very good, guys. So I'm going to pause it real quick because Kayla walked away from the table and she'll need to hear this next up so hey great job guys hello again i'm glad that you finished the episode please give us a five star review because you obviously liked it and hit us up on twitter we also have a gmail which you can find in the show notes
See you guys later. Bye.